Thank you for listening to From the Friar. This is Ellie. And this is Leon. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode. Today we will be doing a double episode, 90 Day Fiancé as well as Married at First Sight. Thank you for all the well wishes. That was very sweet of you guys. Thank you for letting us put this out together. I'm almost wondering if this is better. One episode every week, both shows. I think it makes our lives easier as far as the, well, maybe for you since you do the editing. The editing's long. It is these. long, but it's one session versus maybe multi-day sessions. That's true. This we'll is kind, see. Kind of the, as we're getting into more podcasting or obviously improving our workflow, we kind of see things that work for us, things that don't. Uh, Generally, summer months are really hard just because there's so much going on. So it's I'm torn because I feel like I'm needing to combine them every two, three weeks. Is that good? Should I only just say it's one always or should I just split it up when I can get it out ASAP? Do you see any other podcasters that sort of combine shows? Or yeah. They, are they pretty good about Okay. Yeah. So we're not the only ones. <laughs> no, we're not the only ones. I feel bad when it has to happen. All right, let's start with 90 Day Fiance, Season 9, Episode 7. Do you think Eve knew that her dress was completely see-through? I have a feeling she didn't know the amount of exposure, like the amount that the underwear could be seen. Same, because she was wearing a tank top on top under the dress. Okay. Well, I don't think you would purposely... Have your butt out if you're covering the top. Usually, let's say you're going clubbing, night out, you do want to wear a sheer dress. Top and bottom usually match in so, some so, way. So is, there a, is there a technique that if you're wearing a lighter colored dress, you wear a lighter colored underwear? Well, it depends. Again, is it a night out where you're trying to show it all off? So then it doesn't matter. You'll wear whatever color underwear. Gotcha. But... If you don't want your underwear to be seen, you should always wear a nude bra and nude underwear. All right. Here's my thought, though. Whenever you put something on, you're checking, you know, you're looking at yourself in the mirror. Does my outfit flow? Don't you look, do a little like booty look of like, (laughs) how's my butt looking? But what if it's super low lighting where she was? That could be. It could be. I just don't think it was a fashion statement. I think she genuinely thought it looked fine. Didn't even know. She was pushing back simply because Mohammed said something. Or and then told her friends, oh, he doesn't want me to show my butt. But maybe she didn't realize it wasn't an outline of a butt. It was literally your whole butt. I don't want to hate too much on Mohammed, but I feel like he is losing fans quickly. I think Yves is too, though. I, I'm not a fan of her this episode. This is... I mean, or him. Let's be honest. I feel like we get this in a lot of seasons where this mix of cultures and I feel like you need to like these conversations should happen before you invest in someone coming over here for 90 days to potentially get married. Like you need to talk about these things. Okay. Well, in this instance specifically, do you think they had this conversation and hoped for the best? They both lied. Or do you think they didn't even have this conversation and they just assumed The person will change for me. They both thought that of each other. I feel like each one of them half commits, but they're not serious about their commitment. To each other? Well, as far as what am I willing to change? Oh, I see. Or in Muhammad's case, what am I willing to accept? And that one's hard because I give him shit. Same thing with Bilal. You're picking and choosing from your religion and your culture. He does look extra hypocritical, though. Yes. Extra. Yes. But I'm trying to think of it in... I mean, I did the same thing. You pick and choose. And no one can say that they don't. Come on. But it tends to be a little more intense with Mohammed. Well, probably one of the worst things was, you know, like sex before marriage. And he's like, oh, I already consider her my wife. But she's not. She's not your wife. No, not even in a spiritual marriage. Also, I'm curious how they have conveniently left out Anything about Muhammad watching her son? Like, since that bomb has been dropped. And that's a big deal. Again, is that something they ever talked about? Or is he just now being told, this is your role? Do you think, prediction, we're seeing maybe day two or three, Mm -hmm. and this isn't lasting, like, a week? I can't see them lasting. I can't. If they get married, there's no way. 
Right? Because he, he seems very stuck on, like, sort of the whole gender roles and, like, what his culture is used to. I don't know how he's going to vibe with him taking care of... Was it Darren? Yeah, woman duties. Was it Darren, uh, her son's name? I can't recall. I apologize. But I don't think he's going to be that comfortable with that. I mean, here he's already expressed he's not. I can't say that I have ever interrogated a friend's significant other as much as this group has. Like, at all, I think. I usually just sit down with them, talk to them, learn about them, their life. I'm, I'm also curious of how open they were to ask really private questions. Why didn't... He should have just turned it around on them. What kind of porn do you watch? These are... I know they're on a show. It's but too if, far. If I'm, if I'm meeting a friend's new significant other, I'm probably asking, oh, like, what do you do for a living? Like, I'm what are you into? I'm trying to make them feel comfortable. Yeah, like, what you, simple questions. What are you into? Um... I'm not asking like, do you guys watch? Do you watch porn? What kind? What about sex? Did you know what to do? Are my are my tits making you uncomfortable? Yeah, that's weird. They really want to be like Darcy's friends. No, they want to be like the Real Housewives of Name Your City. But in their head, they are right. One of these friends said, "I'm concerned he is a controlling tyrant." That's a lot. That's a lot. You've never met this man. In the car ride home, they get into it. They kind of bring up some core issues. Basically, are you going to change? I never said I would. You're lying. There's a little bit of a battle here. You're not really sure what's the truth. I do believe Eve when she says bullshit. I did not say I was going to change. I do believe her. But she says that, but in this is she's had she's been making changes. She has. Okay, maybe this. She didn't realize how far that she does need to change for him until he was there and judging every move and what she wears. They preview the whole... Well, they're in their mosque doing their session. There is no way Eve is converting. No. There's no way. very uninterested as well. Uncomfortable? Yes. But again, okay. I mean, Jenny, I mean, Jenny looked uncomfortable. She was doing a lot of the sessions True. for like the prayer beads. So, mm. but she was open to it. That's true. I just think they don't have not their story, but sort of their outlook on how their relationship is going to look. They don't have that story straight. No, neither one of them. Why can't people do research prior to getting together? As far as like cultural research? Yeah, just or? any, anything. Going back just a little bit, in the car, Mohammed brings up how much that her friends were judging him, but he wasn't allowed to judge them. They all want to live freely and not be judged, and that's their whole thing with their clothing and their hair and their style and how they want to live and this real housewife's life. But then they judge the shit out of him. And during this whole big conversation about asking very inappropriate questions, Eve never defends him. Or tells them to not ask such personal questions. I think he also mentions like it's almost like he was saying what they do is none of my business. Like yeah. what they do is cool. Like I'm not married like, to them. I'm not. Yeah, like they're not my person. Mm-hmm. They can do whatever they want. But sort of like they were just kind of like egging it on him over yes, and over. Yeah, he totally. was kind of like, um, probably annoyed by that. Now, as far as the bikini goes, I'm pro you wearing her bikini. Do whatever you want. I don't care. Also, that's how you guys met. Is Basically based on this bikini photo, but the most bullshit thing this woman has said, well, there's been many, but this was wild. She did not have time to find another swimsuit during a pandemic while she was on vacation, but she had time to travel and get ready for a vacation during a pandemic. Don't give me that bullshit excuse. This is like, I, I can't go to the store and get us uh, one piece. I can it's only a, it's a, fly. It's, it's a pandemic. Ugh, but I, I can hate go, that But shit. I can go on a vacation at a hotel or whatever. Yeah. Stop. Stop. Okay, my favorite person on this season, Guillermo. Hands down. He's so sweet, so nice, down to earth. You know, I'm sure he is young at heart with a lot of things. But he's surprisingly really mature in well, a lot of situations. Well, he's been through a lot. And so I think he had to grow. Yeah, it seems like he's got a pretty good perspective on certain things. I think Kara, I don't know, man. I am... She, uh, I'm just liking her more and more same, each episode. Same. Because you got hints of this in previous episodes. The controlling was kind of hinted at. But man, she really does treat him like a child. 
And I don't get the whole, oh, people call me a MILF. And she loves playing into it. It's like she enjoys that because she treats him like a child. Like, Kara, you're like 29. You have no kids. You look young. I I don't don't understand her, her angle in any of this. Later on, he talks about disrespect. And the way she is responding to him when he is trying to talk to her. Gross. The level of disrespect. Yeah. It's almost like, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. And just, like, keeps doing her thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, just talk, yeah, just talk. Gross. I was like, dude, what the fuck? I would have just walked out and be like, you know what? I need a second. I'm just gonna, yeah. I'm just gonna take a walk. But don't worry, because today she's doing a very fancy balloon installation. If you're a professional balloon artist, I feel like you need to have the tools for the job and have an idea of what you're going to do versus just randomly blowing up balloons and saying, well, it's going to be like this. And then she questions, like, it needs to look good because she's meeting all these people again. And I can't be, oh, I'm making balloon you know, ornaments and they look like shit. Honestly, Guillermo's idea was better than hers for the presentation. Oh, as far as layering? Yeah. Like color by color? As they're getting ready, she says, did you drop something after I told you not to? I'm like, uh, Yes. This is exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. She is probably a person that feels like she has power over Guillermo. That's the that's the reason you would treat someone like this. And she loves that. That's a main aspect of their relationship. I've said it last episode and I'll say it again. I hate that a ex-boyfriend from high school is even a storyline. Do you consider that next? Like, really? Do you consider? I don't know. I wonder if production said do you have an ex-boyfriend coming can you make sure they come can you call them like we need them to come and make a great scene and he actually did really well as far as playing into the show as far as being a character uh chris yes. chris right chris was his i name? don't know i don't know any side characters names he was he was a character though i i honestly enjoyed his banter and his openness to just sort of almost expose kara i mean he really did he did Okay, one question. Are high school reunions still a thing? I I think in the age of social media, I kept in touch with who I wanted to keep in touch with. There's a few people that it'd be cool to get updates on, but I don't know. Yeah, I think for the most part, you can stay connected so much easier now that there's probably less weight to these reunions because, well, if we follow each other on something like Facebook, well, I know what you've been up to. Yeah. I know you have two kids. I know you work at XYZ. <laughs> and obviously... Yeah, do you have to pretend like you don't know these and, things yeah, when you're and obviously if you And obviously, if you don't, obviously you didn't want to keep in touch with these people. So there's less weight to it. But we're also, us specifically, are in a weird spot because, well, in my case, my reunion was canceled because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So we just didn't have one. I wonder if some people really look forward to these things as far as like, yeah, I'm going to show them how great I've been doing. I thought it was weird that her ex said that she looked good. Like her fiance's there. Don't do that. Invited her to be on the track. But Gross. I mean, she sort of played into it. She's like, yeah, yeah, she I've, been, yeah I've been dancing. I've been ba- bachata. Oh, that's what it was. I was saying drunk. <laughs> oh I God. mean, that too. Oh, God. <laughs> She's so cool. She's so cool, she's not fussed. And got that tattooed on her finger. She might as well had it tattooed in Comic Sans. It looked like shit. We find out that Kara cheated on, you said his name is Chris. I hope I'm right. She doesn't remember any of this. But also, remember, she said that her core values have not changed since she was 17 or 18 years old. So keep that in the back of your head. But she does not remember any of this happening. Later in the episode, she says, you learn and you grow. But bringing back that last statement, you haven't changed since you were 17, 18. Also, that would be really concerning if you have not changed since you were 17 or 18. The way her ex-boyfriend broke her down from when they dated when she was 17, 18 or whatever. And Guillermo's like, yep, that's the same still. Super controlling. Things have to be her way. You cannot tell her no. You need to tell her no. It already shows that you haven't changed much at all, if any, since you were much younger. And when he questions her, she says, absolutely. I was 17, 18. I've changed. Kara says when they're talking, she doesn't want to feel like Guillermo doesn't love all of her. And I don't feel like that means changing her. 
I feel like people can always improve and there's shitty parts about people. And I don't know if you have to accept every shitty part about everyone. And that means love. Yeah. Statement to me sounds more of, I hope he loves me the way I am because I'm not changing. Right. I don't want to change and I'm not going to change is how I took that. I think these scenes were just more fuel for what they've been building to already. Her drinking, her partying, her controlling, her need to talk down to Guillermo. I assume this will be a their theme, but they'll get married. They'll be fine. Maybe this is like the only piece of drama we'll see out of their relationship. It's kind so. of this whole communication aspect of treating me like a child. Okay, hear me out. Did you think it was weird that Guillermo didn't want to just pop all the balloons? That in his mind, he just said he wanted to give them out to the kids on the street. I think maybe in where he comes from and cultures, it's just different. It's different, but I loved it. So a lot of people were kind of punking him on this saying, you know, oh, he lives in a fantasy land. No, 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 no because no when you go to these areas, there are street kids and there are kids that have nothing. Yes. And I think that they would love to be able to have a little bit of joy. I completely understood what he meant and was like, yes, you should do that. Can you drop all these fun balloons off at like a hospital? I don't know. But I would way rather do that than just pop them all. I just imagine Kara's little demonic face just popping all the balloons. <laughs> that just stuck with you. <laughs> I did like Jabri's grandma. Yeah, she was cool. She's very open, cool, chill. She's a cool grandma. Why were Jabri and Miona matching, though? Why are we doing this? I think that's their thing. I think they mentioned it last episode, or was it this episode? It was this episode. They just... It's their thing. It's their thing. Also, I feel like expenses go up when you need to buy double <laughs> outfits to match. It's true. They said they love fashion, though. And that's truly what pink flannel is. You, if you want to move to Cali or somewhere else, probably need to get priority straight and probably drop a little bit of fashion. <laughs> I'm guessing there's a big expense with fashion. Why was Miona the only one shoveling with grandma? And Jabri was just like playing with hay. He didn't bring his good shoes, his boots. Well, they were, should have been matching. Should have been good enough. I like that grandma just laughed when she heard about all the rules. She knows her daughter. Right. I actually had an odd theory that they were going to move in with grandma. They would do better at grandma's, I think. There wouldn't be as many rules. Definitely not as intense. I am seeing where folks are, they just see a lot of fakeness in this relationship. Not between them as far as I think they're actually, they actually do love each other. Yeah. But just the whole concept and you even mentioned it. I mean, how many, how many fucking times is he going to say, uh, what is black surfs? Serbs. Serbs? Black Serbs? Because like, it's an ad. How many times is he going to say that? Over and over and over. And also the, the whole... Their arguments are strange. They're, they're strained for money. He doesn't have a job. He, he has, can't work. He has some kind of opportunity. It's really odd that your partner is sort of... Maybe doesn't want you to embrace that opportunity because she doesn't like someone. I'm like, but we don't have money. Also... Like, this is my career. It just feels so set up because why would she not want to go to a city when she hates where she's at right now? She's like, oh dear, I have to go to Chicago versus staying in um, Rapid City? Yeah. Like, come on now. Don't, I don't I, believe that. You, you can't buy the, the argument they're having because you're literally going to a major city. And that's exactly what she wanted. Also, why would she have a problem with Jabri working with David now? I, that's the band. That's how they're going to make money. That's how, you got to suck it up. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, you don't like the guy, but that's the band. I feel don't like be, don't be breaking up this band when this is kind of your only source of pay and you want to get to this fame level and this is already in the works. Don't fuck that up. I feel like in the past when Jabri's probably gone to events like this, most likely he kind of ditches Miona. So it's probably why but she has negative thoughts towards it. Probably, but she's at least in a city. She wanted to be in a city. It, at the very least, hang out in the hotel. You are still going to be happier and in your own space versus at Jabri's mom's house. I hate that she needs this beach wedding. They're in a landlocked state, which means that they would have to... Let's just assume it's Callie because that's where she wants to be. Fly to Callie to get married and then everyone would have to fly to Callie. But I think that's probably part of the point. I know some people do destination weddings so that people can't come. Like oh, that's kind of the point. That's strategy. Yeah. So maybe that's part of her strategy. But man, there's just 
so many more important things than a beach wedding right now when you have no money. I mean, from what we've heard, they're already married. So most likely they're going to do some small thing in Rapid City and then eventually maybe do her dream wedding. But that's how it should be if you have no money. Right. It doesn't even matter because they're already married anyway. So who cares? God, has there been any more evidence on that? Everyone just assumes it's true. Okay, tiny rant. I was going to save it for the maths section, but I've come to the conclusion that even though I hate when people go on reality TV for fame, for clout, to build their social media presence, I think we're past the point of reality TV where normal average people join or get picked. Yeah, it's become, it's become too much of a thing. Yes. And so the people applying are not going to be the average Joes. And well, I need to get over it because I always say like, oh, this person's on just for clout. This person just wants to be their 15 minutes of fame. And that, I don't think I can say that anymore because that's the point. That are most likely the folks that in the past would make it. They're not making the cut. Exactly. Because you need the drama. You need these absurdly gorgeous people or these uh, people characters, that. Characters. Yes. You need characters. Jabri and Miona are characters. So as much as I'd like to say I hate those types and when you can really just feel the storyline isn't real man we might just be past that as a whole of reality tv look at the initial seasons of 90 day those people would never make it on today's seasons do you see or know of any other show where it's sort of still baked in reality sister wives (laughs) there's no new characters that's why I don't know. You have to think of newer shows, I think, or people that have, like, new people coming in. I can't think of any. All right, going back to the show, Emily is infuriating. I liked her at the beginning of the season. I do not anymore. She's put, she just has, I wonder if a lot of folks that have dealt with sort of this whole separation time of taking care of a child, she almost has, in her mind, she's thinking... I know everything this child needs. I've been with them. You don't know anything. You need to follow what I say. But guess what? Emily also didn't know. Yeah, there was a, you went through a learning process when you had your child. Like You're not allowing the father to go through that process. And no one gave you shit and followed you around and told you everything you're doing wrong. And they allowed you to grow and figure out what you wanted to be as a mother, how you wanted to raise your child. And Kobe is not allowed an inch of space. Now... The only wording, you know, because we're judging the show here, the only wording I had that I had a problem with, and I know Emily does a lot for her son, but when she says, I've been raising Coben <laughs> on my own for 17 months. Yeah, no. Bull fucking shit. No. You live with your parents. They're supporting you. They take care of your child. Yep. The the parents are actually adamant when they met Kobe that, oh, it's uh, we're passing it on to you now. Yep, it's your turn. I mean, they've been... Her parents have been working their asses off Yep, to help this family. And so the fact that she had the balls to say, I've been doing this all on my own as you're living with your parents, stop. Yeah, I have to give her a lot of credit for this. She actually has a job. She's still nannies. Really yeah, proud and of her who watches that. the kid when she's at her job? Her parents. This is true. Man, I mean, just, I think I feel like nannying would pay a lot if you take care of enough children. Well, yeah. Because childcare is freaking expensive, man. Very. In this episode, we immediately see Emily snapping at Kobe. Just let him down. Close the bathroom door. This is the way he brushes his teeth. You don't do a diaper like that. Why would you do it like that? You need to get everything ready. I would have snapped already. We see next episode. He tells her to shut the fuck up. And honestly, it would have already happened for me. I would have snapped. I don't agree with talking to people like this. But man, at some point, you kind of... How do you get someone to stop treating you like that? It's like Kobe needs to walk up to her and say, time out and be like, listen, I'm I, trying. I am doing my best. I just started doing this last week. I'm going to make errors. I need to learn from these mistakes. Stop talking to me like I'm below you. We yes. are both the parents of this child. Yep. And he's trying to be an active, involved parent. Let him do it. Let him learn. He's not going to hurt his child. For example, uh, going back to the diaper incident, instead of, so this was his first diaper of this child. Why couldn't she say, hey, here are all the stuff. This is how I do it. Or, you know, the night before, I'm sure the kid has had a diaper dirty since then. Why do you just 
throw him out to flail and then tell him everything he's doing wrong. Why don't you just show him how or just be like, hey, just just heads up. I found out that it's easier this way or mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just so many nicer ways to go about doing things or instructing or showing than what she is doing. And it, it completely keeps echoing in my head when grandma said, well, we just do what Emily says. I'm like, I can tell. You were not with Kobe on the driving. I'm not. I'm not. I'm okay. just saying we don't know. We don't know the situation. What if he has a international driver's license? I don't know. I'm just going to guess he doesn't because okay. how many people really do? I don't know. I was also trying to do like the go-karts in Japan and I gave up when I found out I needed a license. <laughs> dude, I don't even know why this is a discussion, dude. You're, you're, you're in the U.S. You need a fucking license. God forbid you get pulled over and like, yeah, let me see your license. Now you're in trouble. You've been here for like a month. Come on, man. Like, just avoid all that. Let her drive. Why is this a big deal? Okay. Now, this is where I'm not saying it's right, but I think he's grasping at straws to have control of anything, even if that's driving. I'm just saying, we don't even know if old boy had a car back where he drove. All right. So. Also, I don't like the wording also. They have a child together. I mean, honestly, you can th- in my in my mindset, I'm like, well, you guys are married by child. Like, there's, <laughs> there's kind of there's, there's always this there's, link. There's like this unionship yeah. already. I don't like her comeback of, uh, this is my car, like, and my child. Like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> like, I mean, you guys are there's really a union by child. She's also said it a couple times now. I don't like that. It feels gross. So, so when you get so, what is it to Kobe? I, I feel like when. When eventually they get married, she would still pull that card. Same. I'm like, dude, we're married. Like, we like share all this shit. Like, why do you keep saying this is your car? Also, Emily is the type of person that excuses her shit behavior due to her astrological sign. I mean, she can't help. What she like said, a Virgo or something? She's a Virgo. She can't help it. Oh, I'm a Virgo. So I'm a piece of shit. It's my way or the highway. Okay. Cool. Thanks. Noted. I hated this tour of her hometown. Oh God, because of the so way bad. she did it. It was so bad. Fine. It's a small town. Cool. Whatever. The issue is you're putting expectations on this man day two. That is so unfair. Taking him to look at million dollar houses and basically saying, this is what I expect. When you live at home with your parents, this man can't work yet. And he has a lot to do before you guys can even get like an apartment. You know, honestly, now that I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, something that 90 day actually does pretty well there is such a variety of people in different stages of their lives yes on display the the young couple right in in guillermo and kara half have, young half young you have you have um <laughs> uh, bilal and shada which they're you know they're in Shida. their f- for- 40s but they're they're sort of they have roots right they sort of have like careers and mm-hmm. they sort of have their path there's Folks that are kind of Kara's age, but they still live with their parents. Actually, there's multiple of them, right? And, and Ari and Emily. So it's, it's kind of interesting that there's this little sprinkle of people in different stages of, of life going yeah. through this process. A conversation that they had while they were driving around town was Kobe asking how many more years before I can put my son to bed. She said she doesn't know. Owner, is there, is there a point, like if you don't immediately do the whole sleep training where it just almost becomes impossible? No. It's always possible. Or is it just going to be a lot of crying? I think and then it's just, a, I think there's more to big it. Battle. It's more yeah. of a battle. More of a battle. <laughs> if a kid is like six and they can just get up and open the door, I think it's harder to say, no, it's bedtime. You need to stay in this room and go to bed versus a toddler where you can kind of just put him in a crib. Is it bad? Like, what if Kobe said, hey, I think we need to get Coben his own little bed? Here's my only thing. Emily could have started sleep training prior to Kobe getting there, or she could have just gotten a bigger bed. Like, I'm just saying do either. The fact that you're doing nothing, and then you're annoyed when he's in bed with you, that's weird. Also, girl, we some big bodies. We ain't fitting no fucking full bed, <laughs> all right? We, we, we some chunks, okay? We ain't fitting. Emily keeps talking about how things were so different in China, how they were on the same page about everything. But how could they be on the same page of these big life responsibilities? You didn't have really any responsibilities. You both left your countries. You came to party. You took these jobs. I mean, Cohen even mentions that she was way more sweet. I think that's easy when you don't have the pressures of real life. Right. You're just dating. You're hanging out. You're, you're going, partying. Going They're talking parties. about you're having sex all night. 
You're not worrying about, oh, the bill, the, my parents. Uh, a child. A, chi- a child. The art in the parents' house is questionable. I should have looked it up. Maybe the artist is super well known and they have these great art pieces, but it felt a little weird. I'm just being honest to what I felt. In, uh, you know, I'm a, hey, I'm a black man. Okay. Would that make you uncomfortable? When I saw the black art, I was a bit uncomfortable. It was just odd. It was odd. I feel like Emily bought this and she's like, you're going to hang it up in your house. I'd be like, honestly, I could see that. This is my house. Like what? But she makes all the rules. Like I put up like flower pictures. (laughs) Like what? (laughs) I I don't know. But then there's also this weird thing from the parents. Like they can't also say no. Cause then it's like really awkward of, (laughs) Oh, you don't want black art in your home. And it's like, Oh, okay. Okay. But maybe, Hey, maybe that means I'm not progressive. Like, am I a part of the problem? Because everyone should have black (laughs) art in their home. I don't, I don't know. That'd be cool, but like, I don't know. It was just a bit weird. It was something about it. Maybe, I guess it's not as weird. You're sort of embracing culture. It would be probably maybe be more weird if it was like a totally white household and but, like there's this right. black art on the wall. Is that not the situation? Well, you know, Coleman's in there. You can appreciate <laughs> okay, the art. That's good. No, but you know, I, I get it. Everyone can appreciate that. I just thought it was a moment. I wondered, did anyone else get that reaction? When you, yes. When you listen to your pods or whatever. No, or the pods interact, don't touch it. Or interact with Twitter. But I, Yes, on Twitter, noticed it. What did they have to say? Do you remember any of it? They said it felt real get out, mm, you know. Mm. Gotcha. So, so I was, I wasn't, like, I wasn't alone. No, 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 no. Because no. I immediately, I was like, wait a minute, mm, that's a bit weird. Okay, this first time that Kobe watched his son, I just was mad at everyone. Like the kid's gonna cry. He doesn't know this man. You have to just let the process happen, or hang out with them together longer than 24 hours before you leave the kid. Like, there has to be something built. So, of course, he's going to cry. Mom stays in the kitchen waiting to judge. Mom needs to go to another part of the house. Does she have a bedroom? What did you think about him trying to feed the boy nuts, though? Okay, not great, but could we talk to him nicer? That's always just what I want. Can we talk about it nicer? Don't feed the kid nuts. Yes, we don't want anyone to choke, aspirate, anything. But can we say, hey, we can't do this because it's too small. I don't want to risk it. I'm not comfortable. Also, it doesn't sound like they know if he's allergic to peanuts yet, which I know is a big thing. I remember when my mom was watching my nephew when he was really little, she gave him a PB&J sandwich. And my sister-in-law was like, oh, uh, is he okay? Like he hadn't had peanut before. And so I'm assuming that's kind of the same situation here. I just wish they would just explain things versus just blame and point their finger and say that's bad. And by association, you're bad for doing that. Just tell them, hey, let's grind up these peanuts. Let's make it a paste. I don't know. And then introduce it to him. I don't know. I just don't like the whole, oh, he was going to do this. Look how small they are. How could you do that? It's so small. He could choke on this. Mom, look. Mom, look what he was going to do. Okay. Honestly, if I was Emily, I would be trying to get kobe caught up fast enough because i don't want my parents to judge him i wouldn't want my parents to think he's a bad parent almost like a a crash course on best tips i can give you yes like like i'm trying to make you be so successful because i want us to be a united front and i don't want people to judge you but she's actually she's the one instigating the judging yep she's pointing it out she's telling everyone what an awful duty is stop emily at the start of that scene said i have some things to do so i'll let you watch him This is his kid. You're going to let him watch him. I think that was a weird choice of words. Emily later says, I know exactly how I want to raise him and Kobe needs to respect and follow it. Once he can prove to me that he can, I will let him chime in a little bit more. Weird. Super weird. Why is this not a united front? Why can't you just work with him? Teach him. Show him. Show him your routines you have. She's fighting against him. The whole scene was annoying. That's it. TLDR. (laughs) <laughs> with Ari and Benny not a whole lot happened but I still didn't like what did happen do you think that Benny is intimidated by his sisters I don't think so I think it's more of he doesn't want to disappoint them I think so too I think there's a little bit of intimidation though when he was on that call there was so much stuttering and ums he's choosing his words very carefully because Ari's relationship with them, it's already so bad. Yeah. I mean, if he mentions any negativity about this whole trip to the oh, US, yeah. living there, I mean, they're yeah, they're going to pounce on it and be like, well, you can always come back here. We can you know get you a ticket. 
and he will not defend her. He plays into the divide by not ever, I mean, ever right. taking Ari's side. He doesn't, he doesn't call him out on their shit and you tell him like, to. yo, you got to not talk shit about my wife. When you're with someone, you have to. It sucks. It's a shitty situation. You don't want to add a divide, but then don't be with that person. We see that Ari got a babysitter for Avi so that they could go to dinner with Ari's family. Why would you not bring the kid? Yeah, why isn't the kid going to the family dinner? That's what I'm saying. Why? Also, I am honestly amazed at the speed that Ari can find babysitters. Who is this babysitter? You definitely know Janice knows them. So is it like an aunt? Is, yeah, is it like a cousin? A, is it a family member? Definitely. But again, why isn't your kid at the dinner? This is a yeah. family dinner. Don't the aunts and uncles want to see their nephew and hang out I with mean, him? To be honest, though, some of his siblings most likely are married and have partners and no one else is there. No one's trying to be associated with this. I don't know. I just thought it was weird. I I love calling Ari out on any random shit. And apparently it seems like the rest of the community does too. Nothing sets the tone for a family dinner. Like telling your fiance that your brother told you to leave your fiance. Why did Ari say that in front of everyone to Benny? I don't know if they're both... I don't know. Like, is Ari nervous to talk to her family? Because I know Benny would be. No, I think Benny is. He... Okay. His wording choice is really his bad. His wording choices wasn't great. He was stumbling on his words. I think he was very self-conscious and you could tell and he wanted to say the right thing, but it didn't necessarily but come out right. Ari's family doesn't look like the family that would put you at ease. No. Like, it looks like an interrogation. That sister's doing a lot. She needs to calm the fuck down. She does because... With your share in a fucking wall self. Don't even tell me that. You're like 30-something years old and you live at home with your parents. Don't say that Ari needs to grow up. And to do all this shit when you are also at home with your parents. I actually have a theory about her. What? <laughs> I think she, her parents are a lot older. I think she takes care of the parents. No. The dad is actively doing surgeries. I think she helps with certain things. Like? Around the home, you know, with their care. You're just, you know, helping them out. I don't, okay, that might be the case, but she does not need to another live one, there. Another one. She's going to medical school. In the town, so it's just way cheaper to live with your parents. I guess, but man, if you're acting like that and you're, say you're applying for residency programs, ew. And three, she works with her dad and is going to take over the, you know, his, yeah. his uh, facility. As a lead office manager or something. She doesn't, she's not like a provider with her dad. I think she is. I think this whole family runs the front office. Hmm. Also, wish I got a little bit more out of the brothers. They're kind of just sitting They're there. They're just kind of there. Kind of just sitting there. Kind of just there. Well, the sister really, Got really to, took yeah. over. Yeah. I just don't know why you would go so hard on someone on first meeting. Like we're talking about Eve's friends, and then you have this scenario. I wish I was there for Benny to talk <laughs> for him because when the sister called him out on, yeah, every time I call, I asked where you were, and Ari was like, oh, he's here, or there. He's like not here. I'd be like, yeah, I'm fucking hustling to make some goddamn money because your sister won't get a fucking job. <laughs> And she says, that sounds like a nice answer to tell your future mother-in-law. I, I would not respect this woman at all. I would not have anything to say. Keep my mouth shut. I have nothing nice to say. Why was everyone questioning Benny on his work and bills when he legally can't work? Their daughter can and just chooses not to. Talk to your grown daughter. The parents, I get the feeling from them that they are asking the question, but almost with a slight smirk of like tee like it's an inside joke that you don't, you just don't work. Yes. But they know Benny can't work for three months. Why is, why is that always a theme at with least. all of these families? They constantly want the person coming in to find a job immediately to support their kids, but they can't legally work. Mind you, I think Benny's aspirations are a little out there and it's probably a very small chance of success but at least he has an aspiration we like an aspiration i do agree it's probably a little much at this age to start a little much but i hear nothing from ari when their mom asks like what's what's the plan ari just says yeah it's it's hard that's it no response to the question, no. no options, no, I'm going to go back to writing or I'm going to be looking at X, Y, and Z. Yeah, Nothing. why can't she just say, oh, I'm going to try to get back into writing? Even if it's Nothing. a bullshit answer, give them an answer. Oh, maybe I'll work for dad. Tee hee hee. Nothing. Hey, sister, can you hire me back at dad's office? 
Again, I always say this out of jealousy because I want some fucking rich parents that would just take care of me so I can do whatever the fuck I want, but I don't. So I got to work just like most of us out there. So I'm just salty. All this goes back to what I always say and the reasons why I don't tell everyone about every little fight we have because then it shifts the way people view you and they have an opinion and I don't want people to have an opinion on our relationship. And perfect example is a sister. It's saying, I heard over... Well, sometimes when you have disagreements, they could they could be this t- the tiniest moment in your life. Yeah. But the fact that that's one of the only things they hear about you, because you're, maybe you're just not speaking of all the positives all the she time. She clearly had an idea when and, he got there. And now, he was. And yeah, now she's creating the image of this person off the, like a couple little a, a couple events that happened in their entire life. Yeah. I'm not saying they're wrong. Like Benny shouldn't have been ignoring his wife and child. Of course not. Man, I don't know. I'm just not. Do you honestly? I'm so think non-confrontational. Like, I can't imagine bringing this up to someone. Do you think, from Benny's standpoint, a little, a little bit of this could have been not retaliation, but almost like you took my kid and left. I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want to do. Probably. I think there was a lot to that. It wasn't just I'm partying. It could have been like I'm depressed and I'm just trying to stay busy. Yeah. But also, he didn't go about it right. I mean, I'll say that. He's like, yeah, I was just hanging out with whoever. Like, anyone wants to hang out? Let's just go hang out. Yep. Oh, guys, breaking news. Arya's having a garage sale. She's I going- expect photos. She- Reddit, I love you. There's people already driving by to see the setup. She's almost going, playing into... I kind of the- like the joke of it. But, but it's bad. You should really get a it's job. It's also bad. Like, <laughs> how are you supporting your child? Dot, Mom dot, and dad. Dot, Mom and dad. Yeah. Like, that's, that's not funny to a lot of people. A lot of people do not have this option nope. and it's almost you're not really throwing it in their face but it's 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 kind of appalling how long it's been going on it's gonna go on forever just they're i don't know i have very little hope of becoming self-sufficient but yeah i'll keep you updated on uh this garage sale oh, yeah. is it this weekend yeah okay cool i'm really excited reddit has been on it nice. i see you i appreciate you you said it was going to be at her dad's business? Yes. Okay. Not a ton happened with Bilal and Shida. One thing I need to know. Are gondola rides a big thing? Not here. Not where Not we're here. But yeah. Does, is this just people? what people do? Again, maybe it's one of these <laughs> top things to do on a date. I feel like it'd be really awkward. Is that just me? I'm really awkward, so I feel like being in a boat with a person rowing me around is really awkward because I would feel like I need to talk to them. I don't want to just talk and have them sitting there. Yeah, maybe you would need something. Do they want a shot? Do you want a shot? Like a, wa- a glass of wine <laughs> or yeah. something. Something to kind of... Tell me about your life. Yeah. I already know about Leon. What's Tell me your life story. But also the person's behind you and they're kind of listening because it's a close proximity. See, it's just... You know. Too much. Maybe there's like weird like covered gondolas. So like I mean that's what it looked like with yeah, Bilal yeah, so and Shida. Really hear too much. But then that's weird. Then you have someone I know, right? Not a fan. Person could club you in the back of the head, you don't even know. Like <laughs> that's, that's not, right. You know, that's, that's not cool. <laughs> they both open up about their struggles in love and coming to terms with being alone. A bomb was dropped during this conversation though. Shida says that she told him when they first met that she did not want to have children. Oh. I miss that. What? Oh, I miss that. Oh, my God. That was the main point. So, I I find that very interesting. Initially, you said you don't want to have kids, and now you're being very open and upfront that you do want kids. Do you think that she told him prior to coming to the U.S.? I would say yes. I I think so, too, because... It was already a storyline, like, immediately. Yeah, it was already a storyline. I feel like they talked about that in the Zoom call, and he put it off. Yes, exactly. So... I say a bomb was dropped, but technically he already knew that before they got spiritually married or, you know, he brought her here to do the legal marriage. I was shocked, but it shouldn't be a big defining moment in their relationship because it's not like she led him on and then changed her mind. Too much. Only a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think they just need to stop playing around with if they're going to have kids or not going to have kids. And can just he answer, just have the conversation? Just answer the question. Yes. Can he just answer When she bluntly says that she wants to have kids, he says he understands and he knows where she's coming from. Girl, take this as a no. If if he cannot tell you yes, take it as a no at some point. 
At one point, he brings up the fact that they've only physically been together for about seven days. And do you notice he uses this when it's an advantage to him? So you're spiritually married, so you can have sex and do everything that you would as a married man and woman, but it's only been seven days, so we cannot talk about children. Yeah, I mean, apparently seven days is enough to get spiritually married, but it's not enough to have a discussion about if we're going to have kids. Yep. And that leads me to think that, honestly, they only got spiritually married so they could poke. That's what it's seeming like. Come on, man. It's a joke. He has the balls to say that you don't want to add unnecessary stress. And all I can think about is the prank. Was that not unnecessary stress? He went out of his way to do that. Honestly, he even wasted a lot of his personal time to do that yes. dumbass shit. Why? And family time. He had to go get a van from his mom or his sister. He had to fly his sister in to get ready. A stop. And that's really the only thing that happened there. It was a gondola ride, and we're on the same storyline. On the next time on, we see Kobe telling Emily to shut up. Bailal again lectures Shida. We find out that John, Patrick, and Thais are moving to Dallas. Yves goes to the mosque, and David and Jabri fake fight. They're really trying to become something, but nah. Yeah. We're, we're getting too good. We're reading through this <laughs> shit. Moving on to Maths, Married at First Sight. Where are they now? This episode was awful. This I is kept the, counting down how long we had left. This is the weirdest shit I've ever seen to bridge the gap between one season to another. Not naturally either. Everything was set up. They definitely paid for everything. They made, they tried to make it seem like Alyssa wanted everyone to get together spontaneously. Yes, she personally rented a million dollar Cape Cod house. Okay. The, the stupid scenes of Alyssa and Ryan or Chris and Olivia of, oh, thanks for flying out here. Oh, hey, by the way, since you're going to be in town, you know, we're having a get together if you want to come. I mean, to the whole fucking point that they were there was to go. Also, I felt so bad for Olivia. Even though she was at the house, it looked like she was a part of nothing. No, exactly. It was kind of weird. Remind me, she's the only one that wasn't part of the group, correct, this season? Correct. It was really weird. Like, even in some scenes where kind of the whole group is there, like, she's kind of, like, on her own. Honestly, I don't even see Chris standing next to her. A little bit. Every now and then. They were sitting next to each other. Anyway, I don't recall ever seeing an episode like this on Mass. I don't want to. It's It's really fake. It doesn't add anything. It's fake, and it has nothing to do with the premise of the show. The premise of the show is married at first sight, not I'm going back to dating and going to go find someone. Also, a where are they now episode would be where are they naturally in their life, not what are you trying to set up for them outside of where they currently are. I don't know. It. I didn't like it. I don't want to see this again. I want next season to be so different and half in length. You almost got extensions of the same well in totally same story in in some cases you got an apology but in other Mm. cases like michael and jasmina their portion was essentially more of the same it nothing changed between them all of my notes are not in the traditional way usually i will break them out couple by couple but i just took notes straight as the episode went along So one of the first things we see is Noi and Steve not seeing eye to eye on the exact same issues as the season. The number of kids, the moving in, where are they going to live? And it's so boring. I want a where are they now, not a continuous problem for a year. maybe, Maybe the issue here is that not enough time has actually passed for you to see any major changes in their lives. I was wondering the timeline. So when... Isaac and Katina were doing their date night. They said, we've been together for almost a year. And I just, none of the filming makes sense because other people are saying other things. I I don't know. I I mean, I feel like in some cases, like in Michael and Jasmina, it almost seems like just a couple weeks have passed. Exactly. From where they are and as far as personally, like, oh, he just stopped stopped talking to me. And if it was an eight-week experiment, how can Katina and Isaac say it's been a year? And it seems like Lindsay, you know, we found out she moved to California. At the reunion. It didn't seem like she's been there that long. Exactly. There's some fibbing. It definitely hasn't been three months since Noi and Steve moved in because she said, I have six months left on my lease. Okay, I'll think about moving in in three months. I'm like, well, how much time has actually See? passed? Fraud. Someone's lying. 
Okay, just so we're all on the same page, production definitely paid for all these people to come out from past seasons, correct? Like, Chris is not flying Olivia out on his dime. Oh, for sure. Okay. For sure. Okay, wasn't it crazy that Jeff D and Isaac played ball together and then they're on the same reality show on different seasons? That was pretty strange. That's weird. That's a small circle. Cool, but just super, I would have... Yeah, it's a weird or, cross or of maybe, lives. Maybe some part of me was like, maybe it's easier that way because you have a direct friend that is aware of the entire process, the interview style, answering the questions that you need, whatever surveys you take. Yeah, I could see that, or especially if you know someone's like, yeah, I'm really looking for a partner. I'm like, man, you know, I was on that show. Isaac was not. <laughs> yeah, he's the only one who possibly found one. I felt like there's a little Mean Girls Club going on between Jasmina, Katina, and Alyssa. Oh, for sure. I couldn't be friends with Alyssa for personally. Sure. And they are real buddy-buddy. And it's concerning. Well, at the vacation house, they like all changed into dresses. That was so weird. So everyone's hanging out in normal, relaxing vacation clothes. It's time for dinner. We're putting on nightgowns. Why? Also, why does Lindsay have multiple fur coats? Yeah, I don't know. But... I think when we were watching that and we saw the gals in like dresses, I was like, I'm getting some like weird mean girl vibes. Exactly. And think of the process of being like, okay, it's dinner time, guys. We're switching cameras. We got to go put our cute outfits on. Hey, more power to them. They're 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 sure. advertising to the people, you know. Single mingling. Yep. Well, Katina's not, but well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, single, ready to mingle. I do find it interesting how these folks' relationships or dating lifestyles will change after even though you didn't find your someone you are now sort of in front of so many eyes that you must naturally get so many connections either reaching out and support or people that actually do want to date you i also find it interesting that a lot of people didn't immediately start dating they actually almost all took sort of like i don't believe it i I kind of do (laughs) i don't i think everyone immediately started talking to people I think they were honest when Jasmina says, like, yeah, I've started talking to people, but I don't think she's committed to anything. She said she's talking to people and they're all cute. I mean, that's, you know, could be just a couple messages, whatever. All long distance. I mean, even Mark, it seemed like Mark waited a little while. Okay, his is traumatic. It's a lot to heal from. I believe his. Let me clarify. I don't don't believe anyone else's. I don't think Lindsay waited, but I don't think she said she waited. Mark is currently on... Bumble? Bumble, yes. Saw his profile. God. He's even... Oh God, His he's wedding even, photo is his profile photo. And he's even playing into it. He's like, on math, season, whatever. Yeah. I'm like, dude, come on. Don't... But I do want him to be happy. But I don't want people... I also don't want people to meet you because they... Because you were on math. Because you were on Mavs. Like just. But there's no getting away from that now. There, there's not, but it's, again, okay, well, this person's going to watch your season and form some type of opinion, and now... I don't know, versus like a, a natural, like I met someone and they're freaking awesome and it just works. You know what I mean? Yeah. So at their divorce signing, Lindsay kind of apologizes again. Was this the first ever divorce signing we've seen? Yes, because we're doing these weird behind the scenes stuff. No one else did this. Oh, of everyone this else? How it's, so, it's just corny. It's yeah. stupid. Why didn't anyone else do this? Why was it just this one couple? I don't know. I actually didn't realize that until just now you bring that up. That'd be cool to see Mike and Jasmina sign divorce papers. Why didn't we see that? Yeah, why didn't we? Give me an episode about divorces and splitting things up and where you're going to live. Alyssa and Chris, gold. You could have filmed it after the 10 days yes. and just replayed it at the end of the season. Oh my God, come on. So much potential for things that I would actually but kind this, of be more interested this, in. This, imagine their storyboard. It's just like... Okay, Mark's going to go on a date with this lady named Crystal or whatever her name <laughs> yeah. was. And then, okay, we're going to have a random divorce uh, yeah. signing moment. I'm like, this is just a bunch of shit that you've just... That's how I felt about this episode. There's, there's, there's hey, no rhyme or reason we're, we're to any have, of it. We're going to have three guys come over to some... Or two guys come over to somebody's house. And they're going to fix a, a vacuum air thing or whatever no, the fuck was it a, was. It was a... Oh, cat kitty litter. Li- the kitty litter box is supposed to rotate. Oh, right, well, let's make them talk also, about inviting Olivia. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck are all these random ass scenes? And I think that's why I hated it so much. There was no reason for any of it. It didn't lead anywhere. And it was just too scripted. It was so scripted that even people's little conversations felt so unnatural. Every bit of this was just scripted. If they had waited just a little bit more time from your internet sleuthing, most likely, Steve and Noy aren't together. That's what my that's my inferences. See, 
on this, where are they now? That could have been one of the like the oh shit, like yeah. jaw dropping moments. Of like, but because this was recorded the it. weekend after, there's there's nothing new to do. Yeah, Alyssa invites Ryan out. They meet at a bowling alley. They bowl in cowboy shoes, cowboy boots. Didn't even My put bad. bowling shoes on. That was kind of no. weird. We hear Alyssa for the hundredth time talk about how she needs a cowboy. She was being a real pick-me girl here, and it was so cringy. Yeah, I saw you on your season shooting guns and riding four-wheelers, and I want to do that. I kept asking, why isn't that me? It's like, oh, you've been thinking about moving to Austin, huh? So annoying. Such a pick-me girl. The ratio of Alyssa's laughs to Ryan's jokes was so far off. Ryan's not very funny. Arguably not funny at all. And Alyssa was fucking giggling left and right. Everything's hilarious. I was getting flashbacks when Brett told Ryan, oh, my one of my friends um, matched with you. Like, yep. just recently. And then <laughs> that he, panic face he's, like, he's like caught red-handed and he's got like nowhere to go. And no. he's like, well, um, been nice snowing you. And then he kind of just split apart. But the fact that Alyssa thought she had any room to talk, this isn't your man. This is nothing to you. It's a friend. Do you have to know all of your friend's friends and approve of your friend's friends to hang out with them? This man is nothing to you. You met him yesterday. They're at a point where they're just building a friendship. Yes. There's like, seem to be no full like commitment of anything yet. Like, hey, we're just talking, hanging out. Then Alyssa finds out that Ryan's actually hung out or FaceTimed at least Lindsay. At least once has FaceTimed Which I guess in Alyssa's mind, Lindsay's like her mortal enemy. Sure. And she felt really disrespected that he wouldn't tell her. Betrayed. Betrayed. Trust has been betrayed. Yeah, I'm not telling you because you're not my girlfriend. That's what I would have said. I was like, I got a lot of fucking friends. I'm not telling you about each one of them. No. Do you want to know about this other dude that I FaceTimed a week ago? No, so she I'm she, so she much goes on this big spiel of like you know how much of an idiot I would look like if like you came to the reunion and then I found it out there. I was like, who gives a shit? I don't even know if Lindsay would give a no. shit to be honest. Also, I never thought I would say it, but Team Ryan in the situation. He was actually pretty honest of like we have done like nothing that yes. constitutes like any kind of real. We've just chatted like friends, yep. and it was funny that after. Oh, man, girl left her coffee, too. I was like, girl, don't leave the coffee. What the <laughs> Take fuck? Take the coffee. She leaves the coffee, and then production sort of walks up to him as to say, like, do you still want to go to the thing? Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm not going of to the thing. Like, not. this is their drama. Yeah. I was like, man, honestly, I don't, however much they paid, I'd be fucking annoyed that I flew all the way out there. Yeah. For, for this shit. This. Honestly, with how scripted this episode was... Why would they not have Ryan arrive with Lindsay? Oh, man. that w- We talked about this. And a lot of people tweeted this, I think. That would have been fucking gold. Yes. That Alyssa uninvites Ryan. And then Lindsay comes walking in with a fur coat with Ryan yep, in her hand. That's Boom. what I want. Da, 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 da. Music playing. Da, da. I mean, swag walking. Like, yeah. da, 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 da. That's what I want. <laughs> The whole thing is scripted. Every conversation is painfully awkward because it's scripted. Give me that at least. They missed an amazing opportunity. Because it doesn't have to lead to anything. It's just to be a dick. Like, Steve, you're a sales engineer. Go play with the screwdriver. (laughs) Going along with the theme that Noi and Steve issues just were never resolved, they decide to watch Steve's three nieces because Noi wants to have three kids. So we watch a play date. It looks like it took approximately two hours. It was still light out. Not much time had passed. It went fine. This is the first time we saw Noi dance. So it was like, we almost saw Noisy. Still have not seen her though. Nope. Have not seen a wig. No, nothing. That alter ego thing also, is still funny to me. Yeah, and also in my inter- internet sleuthing, Noisy doesn't make an appearance at all. No. I think they ma- they had to have made this up to give her any type of hobby or storyline, right? Because... Noisy does not exist. I don't know. It's a great name. Whoever came up with that in production. Good name. I feel like she went out with their sibling and she put on a wig once and they're like, this is your alternate personality or something. Oh, she went out with Sriracha and was like, "This so as I am Sriracha, you are noisy. Right. Okay, I see. I can see that. And then, long story short, Noi is willing to move in in three months instead of six. Okay, you should still just move in now. Like. Why are we waiting three months then? 
and she's now willing to reconsider three kids. It just took one play date. I, I it's such crap. Wasn't really buying much of that. <laughs> no, again, none, from... nothing. Also, in the fact that we had to be like, oh, we have to go in this room with lights and dance because at one point in the season, Steve had lights in his room. He's all about the LED lights. I mean, we so actually am got I. to see him in action. Tbh. So yeah, yeah. Same. <laughs> I same. love backlit items. Jasmina doubles down about how she called Michael every day. I feel like she bases so much on phone communication. Like, there's so many other ways to show affection and care or trying to build a relationship. I personally just felt like she is holding on to saying that she texted him every single day. I mean, am Mike, I often? I don't that? think Michael ever refutes that. So, it no, must he have doesn't. Happened, so, it must have happened. But that's all she can say. I don't know. I'm torn on this because. Yeah, you reached out every day, but was that a, hi, or was it, how are you? How are you feeling today? What, you know, what, what was the context? Because you're basing everything on these text messages and how you texted and he didn't. But he still says there's more to it. Essentially, they have to agree to disagree and move on. They were not friendly since the reunion, and this is the first time they've spoken since then, and that's kind of it. But the fact that they made no progress just makes you hate this more like yes there is no advancement in the storyline there's no progress there was no reason for us to have them talk to each other show me what they've been up to individually in their lives where are these fur coats coming from Lindsay? so we talk about the girls changing into their gowns for taco night then we have Lindsay change fur coats why is everyone changing and where did you get this other fur coat so Lindsay moved to a warmer climate and now she's Got gained bigger fur coats. clothing. Yes. <laughs> she's gained fur coats. She talks to Steve alone. Again, kinda wants to apologize. It none of her apologies are really apologies to me. They're like half apologies. Steve says basically that he wants a track record before he can trust her, and then Noi comes in and asks her to take accountability. Do you feel like if you were annoyed, would you join that conversation or you just avoid it? I would probably be standing in the doorway giving you the eyes. Like? Yeah. Like when we're at a party and I see, I can catch your eyes from across the room and I'm like, I'm trying to leave. <laughs> Let's. You don't just point at your watch? I sometimes point at my watch or I'll just open my eyes big at you from across the room. <laughs> that's what I would do in this situation. I would just stand in the doorway or by the stairs. Maybe maybe that's the open my eyes. save save me. Yeah. Then Alyssa and Chris talk privately. Oh my god, why are they here? Our neighbors have gardeners, and I feel like every time we record, they're here. Yeah, let's just... Okay. So Alyssa and Chris talk privately. There was nothing that needed to be said. Alyssa didn't say that she's happy to see him moving on. No one gives a shit what she thinks. End of story. (laughs) They play Flip Cup. I love Flip Cup. I loved seeing it. Yeah, it was good to end it with a positive moment with the crew, and we wish them all the best in the future and their endeavors. Okay, wait. I'm sorry the gardeners are going on. I have to talk about my internet sleuthing. Go for it. Okay, Jasmina is a lot more social media-based than I realized. Like, all of her shots look professional. She's super cute. She's very well put together. She knows the image that she's putting out there. Dare I say influencer. She's very put together online. Uh, Michael's living his best life. Super cute Instagram. Noi, there's no sign of noisy. Um, just also living her best life. Very few posts, but I assume everyone scrubbed the shit out of their social media before they opened it up. Wow. Um, oh, Noi and Steve do not have any photos or posts about each other, with each other, anything. Steve made an entire post about the process and thanking his friends and family for their support and the journey he's been through, and never mentions his wife. Yep. So take that how you will. Noi posted a story with no wedding ring on. So I'm just saying, oh, someone on Reddit over the weekend saw Steve at a music festival and Noi was not with him. So I'm just saying these are all pointing to Steve living his best life. That Reddit army, man, is fucking huge. I love the Reddit army. So many eyes out there that could just immediately... Yep. Yeah, they're never disappointing. I'm gonna, it's gonna be like I've been to Ari's yard sale. They keep me up with, up to date with Steve Moy. It's great. I'll be surprised if someone doesn't like live stream him walking through the yard sale. <laughs> like, oh, anything you guys like? They Want me to get it. something? Yes. <laughs> also, Katina's has a cute Instagram. Nothing 
nothing that interesting on it. We get to Isaac's and he posts a picture with Katina. So I'm assuming they're still together. No problem. His caption was annoying as hell. What was it? It it was almost like find you a woman that can have a hundred reasons to leave, but doesn't. Yeah. And I'm like, "Eh." puts, puts up with your bullshit. There's one reason to stay or something like that. And all I could think was. No, no, let's just leave. No, you got 100 reasons for me to balance. I'm balancing. They're probably pretty good if I got 100 of them. 101 101 odds are not good. No. That's fucking terrible. Not good. It's not a healthy relationship. Uh, Who am I missing? Oh, Lindsay. Oh, she has Wisdom Wednesdays now. She also got lip injections. So check out Wisdom Wednesday if you need help with your FSAs, your... HSAs. Your... Roth IRAs, just kidding. <laughs> but it's all healthcare based. And yeah, so she's kind of tapping into that field, maybe. I know she's a nurse, but it sounds like she wants to be an internet nurse. She wants to help people with resources. I also found out she had bladder cancer at 27, which is super fucking sad. Wow. Yeah. So glad she is over that. Oh, Mark. Mark the shark. Is what you would expect. <laughs> there is uh, like grateful Check them out. posts quotes good photos who am i missing anyone are there any firefighter updates on his there's no firefighter updates that's what i want i want him to be a successful firefighter i think that'd be a good job for him i didn't look at Alyssa's. chris chris is fine selling (laughs) houses exactly there's real estate gotcha i didn't look at Alyssa's. the chris group whatever the hell he calls it God. The Christopher something? Some shit like that. He was wearing no, a sweater. No, no, no. He we joke that there's no the in front of it, and it sounds really weird. It's like Chris Group. It's just, yeah, it's just Christopher Group. Yeah. And we have been saying we wanted a the. The. <laughs> okay, we have to run mostly because there's a lot happening out front. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate your time, your listens. If you get a chance, please share our posts, advertising the podcast, or leave us a five-star review. I'm a baby, so if you can not give me anything less than five stars, I would really appreciate it. Um, we're kind of at a standstill with reviews and listeners, so if we can just bump that up a little bit, that would be awesome. But I love our little group, so honestly, I'm super happy. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll be back here soon. Take care. And later, guys. Bye.